I think you all are strong enough. <laughs> but they're in the world. These are all you. This is what they do until we set that net to be able to pull them back into. As I said, don't think we want to hurt you because we bring you into blackness. We only want to bring you home. So until we bring them on home, then we have to deal with what they're dealing with. They are, they're dealing and living in two dimensions of the world. But I appreciate them humbly for right on the uh, shoulders there. I asked them and said, come on. And mm -hmm. it just was like that because I knew the President General would be here. And I want him to see that although there's a lot of confusion going on with African people worldwide, there are some of us are still conscious enough to come home and at least give a little bit of time in respect of what you're doing, brother. So I just wanted to say that. Um, so, uh, Brother Raymond, now we didn't finish the introduction, did we? Yeah, no, we did. Yeah, yeah, okay, right. okay. I just feel good seeing you, young brothers. I really do. Um, in the house, we have, uh, real quickly, uh, uh, as Raymond said, who went to court with us, which is uh, Brother uh, uh, Ross Scarf. Uh, we have in the house, Sister Zakia. Um, please raise your hands real quick, brother. I'm talking about people who I called on the spot, and they said, look, where you going with time? We're going to come there. Um, I'm glad to see that, that you connected with my little brother here, Quinn. Um, uh, much love and respect to you, brother. Uh, so my granddaughter's in the house back here. My grandchildren in the house back here. Um, it's good to see Brother Hiram again, um, who's one of our members here joining. So you will be getting a report from us, brother. Um, and I say to you, we starting from a new, we starting with brothers and sisters who are not afraid to speak the truth to power. Yeah. So I will then, at this point, talk about turning over to one of them strong soldiers here in Philadelphia that always speak truth to power. Brother Kabir Hadass, our bishop commissioner. We talked about the building, and I want to put in, in your minds and your hearts the brothers and sisters that have kept this building alive. We had a terrible fire here in 1992. Mm -hmm. Brother Johnny Gossett. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, Pass sir. this around, please. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Father mm. Redmond Battle. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Pass this around, yes, please. Yes, these pictures, very briefly, if I have your attention, these are pictures from an article from the Philadelphia Inquirer, the Metro, January 1993. Baba said <coughs> that we replaced the wood with iron. After the after Fire Claimants Headquarters in North Philadelphia last year, the Universal Negro Improvement Association almost gave up. Members such as Johnny Gossett resolved to rebuild. Where there is wood, we put iron. The walls are stronger now. The walls are stronger now. Pass this article around. It's an article with pictures of our ancestors. I made copies of pictures of the building when it had no roof. That's right, that's right, that's right. Wow. It had no roof. It had no roof. The fire tore the building up. But with the help of our ancestors, strong membership that were few, and some community leaders here, 
They kept the building alive. And here we are now. We're going to build. We have the right that's leader right. amongst right. us that's to build right. this building. Right. It's going to happen. These are the few brothers and yeah. sisters that came here in 1993, 1992, and restored this building and kept it alive. They knew that this day would come. Say, say. They knew that we would have say. leadership like Basima Muhammad Bay. Come on. That would keep say. it going. Say. Our LP, they president. Say, say. And our president general. Yes, they knew, our ancestors knew. Say. I'm going to leave you with the aims and objectives. We have to keep it basic. The aims and objectives of the UNIACL. I'm going to read them to you. Before I leave this space, remember these aims and objectives. To establish a universal confraternity amongst the race. That's one. Two, to promote the spirit of pride and love. Three, to reclaim the fallen. Four, to administer and assist the need. Five, to assist in civilizing the backward tribes in Africa. When they said backward tribes in Africa, they meant all of us. That's us now. Yes. <laughs> Six, to assist in the development of independent Negro nations and communities. That's, right. That's, That's, what, right. we're That's, right. That's, right. That's what we're doing now. That's what we're doing now. Under the leadership of our present general. Spirits unbroken. Seven, to establish commissaries, commissionaries of agencies in the principal countries and cities of the world for uh, representation and protection of all Negroes, irrespective of nationality. Eight, to promote conscientious spiritual worship amongst the native tribes of Africa. Nine, to establish universities, colleges, academics, and schools for racial education and culture of the people. Number 10, of uh, the aims and objects, aims and objectives of the Universal Negro Improvement Association to conduct a worldwide commercial and industrial intercourse for the good of the people. And the last one that was given to us by our ancestors, the forefathers and foremothers of this great, great government, to work for the betterment, the better conditions in all Negro communities. Race first. So at this time, we're going to move forward. Um, we have had the introduction of these four young men um, who come to us on this second day of Black History Month talking about youth and Garveyism. I don't think there's anyone any better at this time um, to sitting before us than our second assistant president general. Raymond Duguay will ask the first question in terms of youth and Garveyism. Brothers, I just want to know shoulders down. Are we ready? Shoulders up. We ready to go? <laughs> okay. Uh, greetings, gentlemen. Thank you for coming. And I can't tell you how happy I am to see youth because, as you can see, most of us tend to be middle age and soon to be senior citizens. So I can't tell you how happy I am that we have youth that will take over. So my first question, it's a two-part question. 
Number one, you, uh, Mr. Garvey established the UNIA. He's got a whole bunch of paramilitary organizations. He's got the African Legions, he's got the African Motor Corps, but most importantly, the Juvenile Division. This is where we bring our children into the UNIA, where it's not just men and women, it's a whole family. Yes. My question yes. to you, and it's two part, how best do, do the youth feel that we can get them involved? Should we force them in, or should we, as Sister Basima said, I'm not hurting you by blackness, I just want to bring you home. What are your thoughts? How young? How young was, was youth? In my mind, youth is, let's say, 12 to 30. Take it first. It's communication. If you catch somebody, like you said, a 12-year-old, Whatever they see in front of their face is what they're going to want to go with. Between like 12 and 17 or 19, they're just going with the crowd. Whatever is the popular thing at the time, they're just going to go with it. But you'll get that rare few who you put such and such in front of them, and they just gravitate toward naturally. But you have to communicate to them that such and such is important, whatever that might be. It might be that it's important for you to join a group, establish a culture, Establish some morals, principles, and values. It's just how you communicate it to them. And it's also about being being a consistent, being consistent in their life. So if I want to come, if I want, if I want to, if I want to present this to them, I cannot present it to them just one time. Come on, come on. Come we on. live in a society where it's here today, gone tomorrow. You have to see my face and know I'm serious before I can expect you to take me serious. That's right. So, and I'm not going to put you in a position where if I need a kid to come here. I'm going to make sure he or she gets here. That's right. That's right. I'm not going to say catch the bus. I'm going to come get you those first couple of times and tell you how serious I am. Mm. And I'm going to do it consistently. Um, I think... Uh, I think... Um, Hashtag all left pocket. If it's your kid, right, right, if it's right. your child, you know what I mean? I think that you should... Maybe for some, if you think that's the best thing for them, and especially when they're that young and that 12 to, like you said, 17, 18 range, you know what I mean? Because they don't know. They're going to try to go with whatever's cool or popular to them, you know what I mean? But um, if it's not your child, that's when it becomes hard because it's hard for, for some reason, it's like the positive things we it's, that you try to bring to people, they don't ever want to hear that, you know what I mean? So it'd be, it'd be hard when you're trying to like get somebody to come and, see something on this on a different side, especially if they don't see nobody else doing it. It ain't really to them. They looking at it like, I don't know. Like even if even if you do drag them that one time, they, they, they still they might try to spin you the next time. You know what I'm saying? So it ain't an easy thing. I don't think it's really no perfect answer to it. It's just you just gotta do it. You gotta just keep trying to do it and break them one at a time, I guess. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the basis of it. Communication and you know. But um like communication part, it's like I think that's why we like do up the sh our show the way we do, just to give people outside look at people like them. You see what I'm saying? Like the youth, they don't really they respect the voice that look like them that know where they came from. You feel me? So when you, if they can get a grasp of what you're saying, or or just oh I know him, oh he's doing this, it'll, they'll pay attention more. So. Basically, communicate with them. It's not, it's not the hard way. Okay.
and, and the second part of the question, because I figured we'd go that way. Are you trying to, in a very polite way, saying, if you want the youth, maybe we adults need to be more serious, more consistent? Is that what you're saying in a very polite way? That's uh, yeah, that's true. That's absolutely what I'm saying. A lot of Because of the uh, the climate of the youth right now, and I'm, I'm speaking on just like shooters and robberies and just murders, a lot of people are just afraid to pull one of them to the mm -hmm. side and say something to them. Yes. Just and because you think, oh, he, he he's this guy, but he's really right. not that guy. He's just faced with those circumstances. He got to get himself to do that. And I'll piggyback off that because I was thinking veggie that. Veggie, veggie back. back. <laughs> ah, I like that one. I like that one. Y'all go hear that on the show. I'm just letting y'all know that now. Yes, we did. We taking that home. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it, uh, it's also about us having the confidence. And one of my favorite. Garvey quotes Garveyisms is if you have no confidence in self, you are twice defeated in the race of life. So we're born with our backs already against the wall. The youth is born with their back already against the wall. So we have to feel confident enough, whether we think this kid is a certain way or not, we have to be confident enough to still go over there and talk and try to affect change in that young man or woman. Um, I feel also, I, I feel like though, um, Stuff like this, us doing stuff like this is like, you got to let them see you doing other stuff too. You can't just tell them, yo, you want them to do X, Y, Z, but you still doing the same stuff that you tell them not to do. So that's a big part of it. Too. Absolutely. That's where I was about to go. You have to show them that, especially when we talking youth, you talking at a young age, you got to show them that it's all right sometimes to do things differently than everybody else does it. Because if everybody else doing it this way, if it really worked, then they, would, they wouldn't want you to come over here because they would be like trying to bogart it for themselves. They would be trying to hold it all in for them. So you got to show them, like you said, consistency. You got to show them the importance of it, and you just got to find a way to communicate it to them. Yeah, and, and, and uh, I said, brother, it's, it's all right, but, you know, and that's why this building here, we have to be doing positive things here that the young boy, 13, 14, 15, not as it's out the door, who doesn't have another choice, can have a home, mm -hmm. can come see something else. Mm -hmm. So I run a soccer program in Queens, mm -hmm. and one of the most serious thing I, I deal with, um, young men between 15 and 19 who think they're dancers, mm -hmm. and they come into my program. Uh, some of them come into my program for practice, SRAC, and I have to tell them, no, that can't happen. Mm -hmm. But one of the weirdest things that happened to me, there was a young man in the program, and he was here in New York, and the program was there for him. But it just so happened that his mother, life was so tough for her, she left New York to go to Florida. And I'm watching, I went to Florida one night, and I'm watching the TV, and I saw him on the news. He killed somebody in Florida. So I went to the prison to go see him, and I asked him what happened. So he said to me, Coach, you know, in New York, I had the soccer program. Mm -hmm. It was at my family. Mm -hmm. I could come there anytime I wanted to be there. Being in Florida, it was just so different for me. And he, he said um, he was out of his nucleus 
the support that was there. Mm -hmm. So we here, we just want to provide that support for our youth. Yes. So again, as you move forward, maybe you can advise us how best to incorporate ourselves where we can provide yes. that Yeah, um, that's a major disconnect too with the um, with the way that things are going out here. Like I talked to my, my brother right here a couple of weeks ago about this. Like, what what happened to all the rec centers? Where's the piles? The mm -hmm. piles of condos now. It was almost used as after school programs where we could go in and meet the yes. police of the neighborhood. We knew cops by name growing up. Yes, you, you yes. know what I'm saying. Like, that's not. That's and that's where all the neighborhoods met. That's how all the kids knew each other. Exactly. That's something we just talked about on the episode now, that we just did, though. Was, now you don't know another kid until y'all bump heads. That's why I said. We just <laughs> talked about that on the show that we just did. Was None of our kids know the kids on their block. Right. No. Right. Like, my daughter doesn't know any of the kids that live on my block. Which is sad. Absolutely. Because all the friends that I got are still the same friends that I met on my block, around the corner, or three mm -hmm. blocks down. So let me ask you a question. That's something that's been bothering me also, too. How do you begin, begin to get kids to socialize once again? Because I see that now that that is a great, great problem right now that we're facing going forward. It's a dangerous problem also, too, because <coughs> kids don't know how to socialize anymore. I realize that. Mm -hmm. Kids don't even know a simple thing as excuse me. Mm -hmm. um, how do you guys as leaders now get out to young kids that, how about going out sometime? Because um, one, one, of the, one of the ladies them said that a young lady came into interview. She, she's the principal. The young lady had all the great qualifications. But she had no communication skills to sit down on a one-on-one -on -one interview. She had to turn it down for the job. Her resume was loaded. Mm -hmm. She was very intelligent, but she could not. She could not articulate mm -hmm. when it came articulate when it came to a one-on-one -on -one conversation mm -hmm. to speak about why do you want this job? What would you bring? She was good when it came to typing her information, but right. now the principal wants to sit there and hear her verbalize out of her mm -hmm. mouth. What would you be doing to, to make me choose you as the best qualification to start a crime? Because she just didn't know how. So what, what what do you guys do as young? Because I'm 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 not saying I'm old old old, but you guys are the young leaders now. What what do you do now to begin to let kids understand that it's okay to go see a brother next to get your neighbor you don't even know on your own block? Mm -hmm. My daughter is seven. She been asking me for a cell phone since she turned about five. Wow. I refuse to buy her a phone That's because right. who mm -hmm. is she gonna call other than me or my wife? Who she's either with me or she's with my wife or she's with both of us. <coughs> she doesn't need to have a phone because she needs to know, like you said, how to communicate. Like, you can play with the tablet for a little while, but you can't sit here all day and just stare at this damn thing. Mm -hmm. That's the thing that people don't do. You got to cut off the Wi-Fi and cut the tablets and the phones out for the kids because they have to learn how to communicate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Most people now is they don't know how to communicate. They can't hold the conversation. Like you said, you got all the talent and skills in the world on paper. Because that's just you sitting at the computer doing what you've been doing since you was five or since you was four. You have to be able to communicate with people. Communication is how you build any relationship. Um, you don't even know how to write no more. They don't even teach cursive in school. They don't. The thing is, you know what I mean? Through your mouth, the tongue. It just got taken away because you don't have to say anything anymore. I just made this to a parent telling me yesterday. Um, her daughter's in on the second floor, and she's on the first floor. And her daughter texting her, asking her what's her dinner. Mm -hmm. 
communication is just gone. It's gone. Yeah, I was gonna say like it's it's. I'm pretty sure everybody go through going through it with their young kids. If you got young kids that's in this era, but thing about it is like, cause I struggle with it. My son trying to get him to stop doing certain things or. But it's, it's so different for them because the other kids is doing the same thing. It's not like it's not like it's three other kids outside running around and he's just in the house. They all in the house. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's hard to really define that because it ain't really there. And, so, I, and I think one thing we're forgetting but, is sorry, excuse me. Besides the the programs and things like that, that's like the only way. Like you said, you had the soccer program. You go to a soccer program and you meet your friends there. Like it, that's like more so the the way they gonna meet now. It's not it's not the same no more. That's what I was gonna say is try to create a program or try to put something together to make them have to interact that's with it. other kids. Yes, yes, like yes, soccer, yes, basketball, yes, yes. whatever. It could be. Who's the best at doing something on the computer of, where they're still in the situation where they're doing what they know, but basketball. they have to communicate with other kids. Yeah. The so, basketball thing, you know, uh, we was talking about that, though, for Hayes and Stokes, we was talking about, you know. Yeah. So we may be doing that soon. And we also have to step our games up as parents. That's yeah. right. That's We're right. their first. <laughs> we, are, we are their first teachers. We're our first teachers and we're their best teachers. I don't care how many degrees they wrote the other teacher has. That's right. That's right. The fact of the matter is, I am a victim of being in the house on my phone all day. So what am I what did my son expect to do? Yes. You know what I mean? Like I have to put my phone down and tell him to put the gun down so we can communicate. Because he's not going to just do it on his own. He's not there yet. And he's twelve. And yeah, my son doesn't have a cell phone either. You walk, you go right up the street to school. There's no need for it right now. Yes. You know, in high school, if you go take the sub or something, maybe we got to start exploring that. But um, I don't want to get all the way away from your question, but I just believe the, the one of the main ways to get them to communicate is for you to just communicate to them. Yeah. And not like kids either, like like young adults. Yes. Like, you know what yes. I mean? Like, you know, start and start putting things in them right now that they may not have a clue what it is. Oh, you don't know what I said? Well, let's go look it up together. Go get the, the dictionary or whatever, and I'll, I'll explain to you exactly what I'm talking about. How many about. people have a dictionary in their house, though, now? Excuse me. Hey, I don't need one. Good, Good point. Good I just need an advertisement. Just shout out right quick. You're now tuned into the Out of Left Field Podcast. That's at OLF Podcast on Instagram and Out of Left Field Podcast on Twitter. And YouTube. And YouTube. Hit the YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel at Out of Left Field Podcast. Apple Podcast, SoundCloud. Listen notes. Our Heart Radio, Cast Box, Best Podcast, we everywhere. Search <laughs> OLF Podcast. So this message is going out. Going out what, well, my buddy? Are you all uh, recording anything? Yes, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got the computer yes, on. Computer so, been live. I am live here in UNIA Division 121. Uh, our first Sunday meeting with the President General, Michael R. Duncan. We are live here Today, talking about youth and guardianism. Uh, anyone else want to chime in or have a question or a statement? I think the brother behind you had his hand up. Yeah. Brother, you had your hand up? Uh, I answered the question. Uh, I was in a, a self defense class and they had a painting on the wall and the person was crawling in the grass and said, He who does not cultivate his field and their field will starve. Mm. So he's asking the question, of How can we process like that? The children and the youth don't want to talk. We have to provide the environment for them mm -hmm. so they can 
Absolutely. Yeah, you gotta show them something. Yeah, you gotta find a way to communicate in their language right. sometimes. Right. You gotta show them something though. It's more about showing them. Yeah. Because they bored. That just helps again. You know, I'm saying they got a little detox. I'm doing group teaching, and most of them they use they use because they're bored. Mm-hmm. So it's exciting. Yeah, everybody used different things to fill that time. Mm-hmm. Just to fill that time, yeah. You know, it's also relieve stress. You gotta relieve stress some kind of way. I came to see this brother today. I came on official business. I had no idea what was going on here. Well, we thank you, brother. You pass it on. Thank you very much for your introduction. Well, let me tell you Is there what? a question that you have for the other yeah. I brought my sister, my daughter. Okay. And what I heard today is <coughs> the heart. I see what y'all are doing. Yes, sir. I work for a law firm, right? Yes, sir. And I know the people that's trying to take this building. Mm-hmm. I want to work with you to fight them. Yeah. Appreciate I'm on your you. side. Appreciate you. I'm on your side. I heard you. Appreciate you. I want my green. Red, black, and green. I want the calendar. I want. I know what's going on. I share. Now, I'm also... I have a company called Asacoin. I'm raising $7.5 billion for liberation. We up and we run. You give me my card, you look it up. I want to help because this is what it's about. This is what it's about. Look at the website. You'll see we raising $7.5 billion for the liberation of our people. This is where I need to be. Well, Reverend, we appreciate you stepping so, up. And I, want to know, I came here for business. But y'all check, you make, I hear you. So what business was this for before you go? You got it. You, you have it. You yeah. have it. Go on. I'm working with you because they're trying to take this building. You know it. I'm working with you so this building belongs to us. It belongs to you. Shoulders are down all around the room. Everybody's good? good. <laughs> no, I think we got one or two questions on the floor. <laughs> Ray, um, I'm hearing that, um, you know, the children, the children, the children, the children, the children, right? There are many routes to a destination, right? And each personally from a different perspective, different views, they raise the kids differently. But the thing about it, I think, um, an approach that we all have to start off from is responsibility. And we have to find ways, and the question is kind of, you guys can chime in on different ways. Yeah. And we could, when we touch our kids, touch them in a way that they would be an example for the kids that they come in contact with. That's the same way how we are an example for the kids that in contact with, like the PG here, his son sees him living his life. Yes, yes. When kids sees his son, they see that life. Mm-hmm. What ways 
that we could develop by even going to our kids' schools, our kids' churches, you know, to liberate their minds from seeing other people as great, to identify ourselves and to build our mind and body back as great as we were before. Um, for me, I got um, kids different ages, like spread out. So with the older one, I, I see like, you know, kids be influenced by, they like they believe their friends and stuff more than they believe you. You know what I'm saying? Especially when they in them teen ages. You know what I'm saying? So one of the things, tactics that I try to use is <clears throat> the people that I see that you really gravitate to or I think you listen to, I'll, I'll start imposing my stuff on them. You know what I'm saying? Because it's easier with them than your own kid, I, honestly. And then when you, once you do that, you, you just turn the wheels that way. That, that's how I try to do it. I would say, like you asking, how do, like you said, somebody sees his child and they see what he's imparting on his child. My dad took Shahada in the 1960s. So when I was born, he put a strong emphasis on religion with us. My dad will pray in the middle of the floor while we trying to run in and out and doing whatever. You got to stop because you can't walk past him if he's making a lot. So as an eight-year-old, I started fasting because my mom's fasting, my dad's fasting, my brother's fasting. He's putting this emphasis on this as a child for me to recognize this is more important than whatever it is that you're trying to do. It is time to pray. I don't care what game is on or what you're trying to do. It's time to pray, cut the game off. So because when I was an eight-year-old or a five-year-old that that was what was going on in my house, I then get to middle school and one of my cousins say, he wants to take his shahada because he loves the way our family is as far as the discipline and the structure in that. So many of my friends, like I said, because we will all be outside on the block. So many of them ate at our house. They had different nights where this one would eat and this one likes this and he's coming over. But because it was that structure, mm-hmm. once they got a little older, it was this one took shahada and that one took shahada. Because again, the basis of it was he put an importance on it and made you see this is what the foundation is that you have to have. You have to start that in-house with just your child. And they, can, they can spread that without even making without it like a... Knowing. Yeah, without, without even, even knowing. Lead by example. Like, I would be in school, like, in basketball practice, and I'm fasting. And they were like, so you can't even drink water or nothing? Like, nope. I'm 13, ready to die. I'm losing a lung on this basketball court, but we ain't eating. This is just what it is. Uh-huh. And I, I believe it's also very important to show our kids there's more to life than North Philly, South Philly, right. West Philly, right. Southwest Philly, anything. You know, my dad, I don't, you know, he, he taught me a lot, but one thing he taught me was about family and about going places and seeing things done a different way and just seeing the sunshine in another spot. Just like, well, I don't care if it was Virginia Beach. He got us somewhere else. He made sure to get us off the block for a week if we could. And, you know, I always felt like I didn't want to, after high school, I didn't want to go to college. I didn't feel like I had the grades. I didn't feel like I could be that person. But, you know, somebody else had different plans for me. So I ended up going to college. And I met people from Boston, 
Baltimore, Connecticut, California, everywhere. I visited these places. And as a youth mentor now at an alternative school in Southwest Philadelphia, one of my biggest things I stress to these kids are you are more than your block. So much more going on in the world than you getting up and just doing nothing or just going to school acting like you're doing something, coming home and don't do nothing else. Like there's programs for people like me and you. I did not have A's and B's at all. I was never an honor roll student, ever. I still made it. I got a bachelor's degree and I have a master's from Drexel. That's excellent. You know what I'm saying? And if there's anything we need more of is those programs for those kids who have the C's and the D's that don't think they can go to any other place. Those are the programs I really want. I love sports. I love it. But listen, I don't know if my son going to be no athlete. He's going to be a scholar for sure. You know what I mean? So... Those are really the programs that I want. More of those kind of programs where it's just like, okay, you got C's and D's, but we're going to bring you in. We're going to bring you along slowly. We're going to start you off with just 12 credits and see what you can do from there. You know what I mean? C's and D's, that was my area. Hey. <laughs> so we want to so, so take one or two more questions, brothers and sisters. We have food prepared on the other side. Unless you all want to have more questions, I'm not rushing because we're at home. But I do want to put some boundaries to time if we if we okay with that. If not, let's roll. I got one question. So where do you think we disconnect with the youth right now? Because from I don't know how old y'all are, but I know we spoke. I heard some. We all mid thirties right here. All right. Well, some of us are early, big. Nah. Right. <laughs> we got one early. The way we came up, the way I came up. It's totally different from, I'm going to say, a little younger than y'all, the way everybody We did. We went outside and played. I knew everybody in my yeah, neighborhood. Yeah, we did, too. We, did. Yeah. we talked about this today on the podcast. Yeah, it's funny. So we there. That's episode 149. You got audio's out right now. Media. Mm-hmm. I got friends now. I don't, I'm not on social media. Yeah, right, and right. all they say is, yeah, why you won't get on social media? Bro, I can't. Me, personally, I don't see me doing it. I can't yeah. do it. My niece had created it for me one time, and I was on there, and I said, it's just too much going on for me to um, try to understand what's going on everywhere else. It's, so it's a, I get my information how I get it, you know, and I stay away from it. But I just see it's still a disconnect between um, us now and the youth. The youth, us of them and the youth of now. Yes. Yeah, the um, the I mean, it's an up and a down to the social media thing. Mostly, just like everything else, it's it's good to it, but it's a lot of BS with it. You know what I mean? It's kind of how you use it, yeah. Who you choose to follow and all that kind of stuff. But um, as far as the disconnect, it's just to me, it's just the whole, it's the world. It's just different. You know what I mean, the climate, everything that we grew up doing and. Just the way it was is not the same no more. Like the same way, I, the same way we could sit and say our kids don't know nobody on the block. This and that, this and that. I don't know nobody on the block either. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like it's just different now. And I, 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 I never since I've been moved out of my mom's house, I've I lived in three different places. In those three different places, this is probably the first place. Well, I don't know nobody on the block. You know what I'm saying? And I've been there for over three years now, but it's just kind of how it is. Like, certain people we used to seeing each other is like a high, but they don't know me, I don't know them. 
I, if I if I can um, just chime in for a moment, I can relate to you in a sense because geographically people are moving. Yeah. Um, and although I'm a representative in my community, I made sure I meet, meet the people on my block. Mm -hmm. But there was a time that everybody behind me, I knew everybody who lived in those houses behind me. Mm -hmm. I knew their parents, I knew their grandparents, I knew children. The next block over was the same. So, Brother Jafar, that raised me back, make me go back and raise your question. Not only to the youth, but you said that you mean we're not even talking to each other. Mm -hmm. You know, so I, I was just reading on some information today of some things I wrote to introduce myself to the new block. Because there was only two houses on my block, on my side. So they built some more new homes. And this is one of my new neighbors here, good sister right here, you know, who raises her voice on that block. You know, but if we're not opening our mouths and greeting each other and saying something, she got an issue in her house and she need me, I'm there. If I got an issue in my house and I need her, she there. But that's the way my whole community was when they were younger. Mm -hmm. So I can relate to it. So yeah. I think the disconnect is, is that we did this. Oh, you Stop. start doing this. No, we did this. Let me, let me finish for one second. We did this. We stopped. Mm -hmm. We watched. And he said, look. There's a regenification going on. Yeah. What they going to do? Yeah. Instead of us being in the midst of here, there will be no regenification. Yeah, because we don't, we we don't huddle up. That. Yep. That's the so one thing we don't do. Absent yeah. of the voices That's of where the I was people. going. That's where I There's think no the disconnect is. Like, yeah. this that, right, that like, village, hold up, hold up. That village that it took to raise a child when we was growing up in the 90s, it don't exist no more. This, that village is long gone. Um. Real old, real, real old heads, like real people that genuinely cared about you is gone. We're taking care of just our kids now. We're just looking at yours. Small numbers. You know, it's very small numbers. Yeah, but I was just telling them on our podcast today, you know, I, I you know, I grew up with my friends. They, We all did different things. But people knew me. They knew my heart, knew my soul. They never forced me to do anything. They took care of me. You know, and I feel like that's a lot of disconnect that's going on is... If it's not your child, you don't want nothing to do with it. But well, we are responsible for each other. So how do we reconnect? How do we reconnect with the youth now? You know what? Sometimes I feel like you have to. We all want to see where our children are going. You understand what I'm saying? So we have to get involved. Yes. We have to. Absolutely. I, I, I have 38 grandchildren and eight great grandchildren. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, and, oh, seven children. Oh, and if my children come, what's one of their friends? They're yeah. evil. If right. I got plans to take my children and they got their friends, they're evil. We right. let go. That's what we do. Mm -hmm. We let go. We don't have that many that still get involved. Yeah, I still We don't have that, that many that want to say something to the children because they're afraid that the children want to say something. Say something, I'm going to say something to you. Yeah. We got to stand up. Mm -hmm. We got to take back. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. That's what we have to do. We have to get involved. Yeah, we have right. to be showing concern and love. Like I told you, you're not my child. You're not my child. You're with my child. You're not my child.
President General wanted to try and remember where he was at. And I think yeah. it's important when we're going to come back to Casa. It's, it's simple. Nothing happened by accident. Mm, yes, yes. If we want something, we have to build it. Mm. Mm. Um, the program's got to build it. Here, right around this building, yes. we should have been basketball league, yes. uh, soccer league, football league, everything yes. we should be offering our children. Whatever they're not offering in school arts program, we should be offering it here. Mm -hmm. But the thing is that this sister cannot do it by herself. I can't do it by myself. But we together, under the banner of the UNIA, all these things we need, we can do it through self-reliance. Thank you. Hold on, hold on. With the same veggie bag and all for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, brother. All right. This is actually a topic on the show today, like they said. But um, that was one of the main things. Like the disconnect was just not saying nothing to them. Not that. It's just like when we grew up, us grew up, we knew all the moms on the block. We knew the moms around the corner. So Knowing them, it made us not want to do certain mm -hmm. stuff in that area. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, you don't know who's going to spend a corner on you. But then when you, exactly. like you said, um, the babies start having babies. Yeah. So now, that's, I'm 18. That's you know what I'm saying? Cool. I might be 25 and he's 9 or 11. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. You can't say nothing to my son. So now when my son see you arguing with somebody that's trying to check me, he don't care. Mm -hmm. So it's really the parents. The parents really have to get back involved. Yeah. Two, two things. I want to answer both of y'all questions. Like you was taking it to the social media side of things. I never was a social media kind of guy. I'm never the type of person that posts my business. You'll never know where I'm actually at or what I'm actually doing. I might tell you something else on Instagram. That ain't what's going on. So it's all about you can find people who are into whatever it is that you're into in Dallas, Houston, or wherever. It's just all in, like Boris said, who are you following? Yes. Who are you seeking? You don't have to seek the goofy stuff. Yes. The goofy yes. stuff yes. never comes on my timeline because yes. I don't follow. That's right. That's right. Now, to what you were saying, this is something we just talked about this two hours ago on the show. Oh, Episode 149. That's up right now. The audio is YouTube will be out Wednesday <laughs> at Out of Left Field Podcast. Yes, uh... It's the babies having babies. When I used to work security, my man had a baby when he was 11. So he's 22 with an 11-year-old. He's not raised. He does not have enough sense to raise a whole child. So now when you have that happen to another house, another 11. house, in another house, you got the communication is off now. This 45-year-old and this 22-year-old can't come to a mutual understanding of life because they're in two totally different places. So... How you get that to, how you get that, it's, yeah, it's, it's hard to break that cycle, though, when it's been generations of it going on now. But you still got to try. You still got to put in that effort. Because like you said, when your child's outside with my child, if I'm allowing them to do whatever over here, and you're saying, no, that ain't what we're doing, they just stop coming to your house and go to my house so they know they can get away with it. Oh, yeah, but see, then that's the difference. Like I said, the parents... Got to stop being friends and be 
That's one of those things I give my daughter all the time. When she say, oh, I don't like when you do this. Good. I'm not your friend. Let's not ever confuse this. I'm 32. I will never come in my mom's house and MF or none of that. We ain't friends. We ain't even cool. That's how the parents today, they say, you you, you discipline your child. How did you discipline your child by taking her and buying her an iPhone 11 and she just got D's on her before? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or she on exactly. And you taking her to the mall mm-hmm. and yeah. go shopping. Exactly. Right. Or the song comes on the radio and you turn it up and you say, yo, I know you like this, this part. Song. This oh, your song. Oh, you over there dancing what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so like I said, it's all about the parents trying to be their friends and not their family. But that's what happens when the parent never got to, the parent never got to a sense of understanding or got old enough to get it. You ain't grown and you had a You baby. ain't grown, you just had a baby, yeah. It's a difference between a parent and somebody I mean, with a baby. It's it so, in different times and in different homes because I, even though I had mine young. Absolutely. And at the household, I came up in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was on birth control. It's a death so, death. and Allah said, I was going to have these children at 21. And I was 21 with my children. Yeah. I finished school. I mean, they ain't I had my own. I paid attention, though. 21, 21, 21 is old. Yeah. Yeah. I was 20, what, 5, 26 when my daughter was born? And the whole time I was like, damn, no kids yet? I was 21 too. I felt late. Though. So when we're talking about the youth and Garveyism, and we're talking about a different path of giving them a different perspective, and us being more conscious and more consistent and carrying the message that we want to, them to have, I think that's basically what we're saying here. What message are we delivering in our home? Sister Kay, have her hand up in the back. I, I agree and disagree sort of with the, uh, the notion about the age differences because um, we've been having children young for like eons upon eons. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I think that the only, the only difference that I see now is um, the, the complete family structure is missing. So the grandparents that were like heavily involved are not there. Aunts and uncles that were heavily involved are not there. So now, uh, or whereas before when you had children, you had children and and the grandparents still raise yeah. the children and the children. That's right. um, but now, and I can say that specifically even with my sister, my mother had had uh, had me young, and my grandmother had her young. Um, but when I got older and I had my daughter at seventeen, I had to get out, mm-hmm. um, and I had to go figure things out on my own because now yes, I was technically yes. grown because I had my own child. That's right. So, that's right. That didn't happen to her though. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen to her, nor did that happen to my grandmother. But here. Um, and, and I'm Jamaican as well, but when I, but, you know, she, she came here and got more of an Americanized, uh, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I guess, uh, uh, thought European process. Way um, thinking, and so I had to go um, when I was young, when I was very, very young. So that, mm-hmm. that was a complete disconnect already because she's not it's raising even my, my daughter like she's a grandmother. She didn't want to be a grandmother. She didn't feel like that was a good title for her at her age. So she didn't want to be that. Um, and that happens now. Most more, even, even though my grandmother was a grandmother young, she took the role and she embraced it mm-hmm. as her parents did. My mother was not that way. She wanted to be a glam mom instead. Um, and that's it right there. Where you All going? That stuff is Where you going is the problem right there. Grandmom only being 38. Grandmom ain't trying to hang no, it up. That's what I'm saying. Grandma before her was 32. But that's what I'm saying. But now, and so she's older than grandma. But listen, this is a to, it's a totally different situation now. Thirty's the new twenty. Shoulders down for mama, brothers and sisters. Change. Here we go. <laughs>
you know, I think the reality still remains on the, on the question. Youth and Garvey is. Because Garvey had a plan. Garvey was a man with a plan, with a family. Took great sacrifices. Sometimes he didn't even see his children for years. It was a big absence between the relationship between him and his children. Because it was bigger than just him and his children. He put race first. He put race first. So when yeah. we talk about youth and guardians in the day, what are we putting before us? Most of the time, everything goes everything. before us. Everything. everything. They have conditioned us and trained us into that mindset. So I like to talk about the man and the plan when we talk about youth and guardians. We cannot get away from what has been set before in a living example. Some of the greatest men have been in this, in this home here, right here. And as I'm listening to y'all, and I'm thinking about their children, many of them I have met. So it says to me, what is the message in the home? And how consistent are we, even after they're grown? keeping that rhythm going on because it doesn't stop. The oppression doesn't stop. The propaganda doesn't stop. So I think, again, what Mark, the Honorable Marcus Messiah Garvey sure. did was gave us the greatest example. Sometimes you have to even remove yourselves away from your family in order for them to feel the effect and a ripple down commitment that you are putting before them. And that's race first. And doing that, they didn't get lost there was absent of a father, but the greatness in them is what he understood, that he was still protected. One of the surgeons, is, one of the um, sons was a surgeon, a brain surgeon, brain surgeon? Carter Vester, I'm thinking about Carson. Um, uh, um, the other son is, was an was engineer and, and, lawyer. and lawyer, and also the president at one time of this great international association. So we don't lose ourselves just because we come home. We empower, we embedder ourselves to be greater people based on Garvey's plan. And that plan wasn't just associated with Garvey. Garvey got that plan also from the elders before him. He had teachers. Brother Deuce was one of his teachers. He, he was a printer at 14 years old. He had in the printing company. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm just listening and I'm saying, yeah, wow, but what are we yeah. really pressing on at home? I respect the fact that somebody said, I'm 37 years old and I'm still, I don't walk in my parents' house like I own it. Mm -hmm. Say whatever I want to say. I excuse my tongue. Outside, see y'all later. Mm -hmm. Because they are grown and yes, they can say what they want to say, but you won't say it in my house. Because I still have to keep a boundary of respect and all of them are grown, but they know me. I know them, so the door can be your company if that's how you want to act. So they make a decision, you know what I'm saying, respect mom. But you always have to have some balance is what I'm hearing us say. Mm -hmm. You know? That that's the key. Where, that was where you took it from the beginning of what you said was he had a plan. That's right. Most people do not have a plan. They just day-to-day -day winging it. But they're the not striving to do here, anything. And this is why I'm glad that you all are here sharing this plan that the Honorable... Michael R. Duncan spoke about today, the plan that Brother Kabir Hadass laid out some of the programs and points. Those things are what we are programmed doing for other people. But when we're doing it for our race, the strength and the power in our children, the destination that our children look to, to achieve in their own selves, it killed me. I sent my children to Pan-African institutions, to Islamic schools, 
Pan-African schools that respected who they were as just beings. But after that, I had to send them over to the white man to work. I had to send them to a white man. Well, some of them wanted to go to a white man institution because they felt like I was being too hard. So I, I, I just flipped. There was a lot going on. Yes, it's a different time, a different era. Yes. But what is the plan? The plan was effective then, and the plan is effective now. We must use the plan in order to know it. Until you walk through it, you can't get to it. Copy that. Association to the nation, it will be televised on Wednesday. I heard you say. No, YouTube. Wednesday is the YouTube. YouTuber. This we gonna make a, this we gonna make a special episode. Okay, so because like I said we just Wednesday? finished the episode one forty nine today. So this ain't gonna be on YouTube. Yeah, this yeah this this will be on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Listen Notes, SoundCloud, Radio, SoundCloud, Castbox. It'll be on all the audio platforms. These brothers, I, 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 I want to, I want to, um, search OLF podcast. I want to do a shameless sale. Go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> and, and we still have calendars and, and, and um, garden voices that we want to sell to brothers and sisters. But these brothers are networking across the world. I want to say that I hear people when I'm on there and I'm watching the comments. They're coming from all the states, all around. I'm very impressed with the work you all are doing. I'm the Definitely. More impressed we appreciate it. Appreciate growth. it. Yes, yes. And this is your home. I want you yes. all to understand this as youth, as African youth, we are mandated to make a home for you. Yes. And as Brother Kabir Das has showed you the destruction of that nation trying to do this nation, but how strong the men were, how determined the women were. So we are now still maintaining our home, and this President General here, our President General Michael R. Duncan, who is carrying the legacy from Michael, from Marcus to Michael, Come on. is now also building in Africa. Yes. We want to talk about that at another time. Right now, we're going to move to go back to Africa. On the 15th? 14th. On the 14th? So I'm saying, yes, yes, what a sweet, what a black love day. Somebody knows that. It seems like these young brothers, I'd love to take them to Africa. Yes, and they would love to go. Yeah, I would love to go. I've never been. You have to see for yourself. We need our young black people to go and see Africa for themselves. They have told us so many stories. I know, I'm sure. I'm sure. But... Yes. You have to. No, I know. You have to see. Yourself. I just talked to somebody the other day, and I, I we were looking at pictures and houses and how beautiful it looked. And I said, you know, yeah, but they only like to show us what they want to show us, of course. to discourage us from even knowing what what we really have over there. Sister touched down in Africa a few months ago. How was it, sister? <laughs> yeah. mm, that is that is one of the programs that we are working on. We were so touched by Africa. Inshallah, I'm going to get there soon. We have been working cleverly to put forward, Brother Jeffrey. We have been working cleverly to put forward a, a distribution of film and pictures of what we took. Um, and I'm telling you, we went up in the bushes. We went in the villages. We went where the people was at. We slept right where our people are having hard times. We weren't talking about 
you know, every day we weren't like tourists. No, we was every day working hands on with our people. I would have to say our high chancellor wife is a doctor, Dr. Duguay. Our president general, his wife is a administrator of nurses. So I'm saying we're talking about sisters. We had a whole Black Cross nurses wing that went up in there. And what I seen in the sisters' faces, I had to check myself again. And I say check myself, I strengthened myself this time. Because even though that's their profession, what was going on up in Africa had taken them for a loop. Mm -hmm. And so all I can say to them sisters was that we're doing the best that we can by what we had. And stand there and be supportive to the skills that they were offering and the talents to our people. So I would say that, President General, I'm looking forward, you know, to you coming back in March. Yes, uh, we're yes, doing yes. some work right now to make some real serious commitments um, to this community, to our people. And we certainly would like to invite you brothers back. We'd like to even have you as part of maybe, if not every month, every other month of coming here to UNIA to make sure that you are part of the program and what's going on and sending the message out to you. This is your home. Yeah, we definitely yeah, try to make it at least every other month. All the time. This is our home. Our high chance to just say that you brothers, with your children and your family, must fill out an application to become a member of you and I A. And allow your family to know. Don't think I'm going to hurt you. I'm just bringing you into blackness. I got to bring you home. So this invitation. Seriously, it's a regular base, but we are actually looking for every last one of you in your membership. We are constantly building, as you heard the brother so humbly stand right here before our president general said, I was sent here on another mission. But bear witness to what I heard and what I see today, my energy is on the mission that you are moving forward with. So that's nothing but divine order. And that's the real that power. Strongly. That's straight power. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you all bring a different kind of energy, a different kind of power. You are associated throughout the communities. So again, this is your home. We're looking for applications from you. We're looking for you to come back. We definitely be back. Yeah, we can definitely. I mean, it's about 10 of us on the show. You know, I know. I'd like so, to see you, you guys know, hosting know. one here. You know, That's what I we know. doing. Like, no, we're recording. More off. <laughs> oh, actual more, show. More, more off. We live I'm ones just like yeah, that. I'm about to say, I don't know if y'all want our actual no, regular podcast. You and I, 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 you